0: al Bayan Radio presents the following lesson from Masjid Al-Azhar Bilmo, presented by Sheikh Muhammad Du'ar. Bismillah rahman rahim alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala Rasulillah, wa ala alihi wa sahbihi, wa man ihtada bi amma My dearly respected brothers and sisters, last week was our first. Lesson regarding the explanation of Kitabul Iman from Sahih Muslim. And we started with an introduction into the life of Imam Muslim Rahimahullah, and we gave a brief introduction towards. His book, which is Sahih Muslim, the book that we are studying. Today, Ta'ala, we continue with a somewhat introduction before we begin our lessons explaining the hadith in Kitabul Iman. And what we will be discussing tonight revolves around the topic of Iman. The definition of Iman, according to Ahl-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah, and some points and principles regarding Iman, and the definition of Iman, according to the deviant sects, or at least some of the deviant sects. So the first thing my dear brothers and sisters since we are studying the book of iman from sahih muslim it's important that we have an understanding of what iman is and iman has been mentioned in the quran and the sunnah of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam many times and when you look throughout history you will find the people of truth, sunnah wal Jama'ah, as al Salih, they gave a specific definition to Iman. And then you will find from the people of innovation, those who opposed the truth regarding the definition of Iman. So we say first and foremost, the Qur'an and the Sunnah have both indicated that Iman is a name which includes the following things. Iman is a name which includes the following things. Number one, belief of the heart. So the belief of the heart is iman. And belief of the heart is from iman. And the belief of the heart, my brothers and sisters, is its tasdiq. When the heart confirms the belief, the confirmation, at tasdeeq wal-iqrar, Which is the declaration, that the heart declares the truth. So Iman is the belief of the heart, number one. Number two, it is also the actions of the heart. Iman is also the actions of the heart. Belief of the heart and actions of the heart are different Belief of the heart is when your heart affirms the truth Actions of the heart are the worships of the heart The worships of the heart Such as Tawakkul Tawakkul is a worship Where does it stem from? The heart Hope, Raja'a When you have hope in Allah, where does this stem from? The heart. For the actions of the heart are also from Iman. Belief of the heart, actions of the heart. Number three. It is also from Iman, the affirmation of the tongue. For the tongue to affirm its iman. And that is with uttering the shahada of La ilaha illallah, Muhammad rasulullah, and whatever the tongue is required to utter. Number four, is the actions of the limbs, the actions of the body, and the actions of the tongue. Is part of that Because your tongue is a limb So the actions of the body Is also part of Iman And when the ulama speak About this point in particular Actions being part of Iman They say action Consists of both things Performing what you must and avoiding what you must Because avoiding sins is part of action Just like doing what you must is part of action Avoiding sins is also part of actions Shaykhul Islam Ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah He said in his book Al-Aqidah al wasatiyyah He said from the fundamentals of Ahl al-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah Is That Iman Is made up of statements and actions Statements of the heart and tongue And actions of the heart, the tongue and the limbs Statements and actions so it becomes apparent that the name iman covers everything which Allah and his messenger sallallahu wasallam commanded from belief and irada the will or the want And the actions of the heart, and the statements of the tongue, and the actions of the limbs. From that which is performed, and that which is avoided. So basically, my dear brothers and sisters, to sum this up, Iman is everything which Allah has ordered to do it, and... To abstain from what Allah Azza wa Jal has prohibited. All of this is from Iman. So this consists of performing that which is obligatory and recommended. Iman is to do what is obligatory, wajib and what is sunnah. And it is to stay away from what is haram and makruh. And Iman is to make The halal halal And to make the haram haram To make tahleel of the halal And to make tahreem of the haram Agreeing with Allah Azza wa Jal And his messenger Sallallahu alayhi wa So this my dear brothers Is the definition Of Iman according to Ahlul sunnah wal-Jama'ah. The next point that we cover is the difference between the Muslim and the Mu'min. The difference between Islam and Iman. Our religion is made up of levels. The first level is Islam. That's the entry level. The second level is Iman, which is above Islam. And the third is Ihsan, and that's above Iman and Islam. So the name Islam, my brothers and sisters, is a name which applies to all Muslims. The name Islam is given to all the Muslims. The ones who testify to La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, whilst they do not bring anything which nullifies their Islam. So whoever testifies to La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah, and does not bring anything that nullifies the Islam, he is a Muslim. So the name Islam is more general and wide than the name Iman. The name Islam is more general than the name Iman. And a person cannot be a true Muslim unless he also has the foundation of Iman in his heart. A person cannot be a true Muslim if he does not also carry the foundation of Iman. And we say that every Mu'min is a Muslim. Because if you're on the second level, by default you're part of the first level. So every mu'min is also a Muslim. And every muhsin, a person of ihsan, is also a mu'min and a Muslim. Because if you're on the third level, by default you're part of the second and the first. But not every Muslim is considered to be a mu'min. And the Sharia differentiates between the Muslim and the mu'min. And it's been mentioned in the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi In the hadith of Sa'd ibn Abu anhu, he narrated that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa Gave a share from the spoils of war to some men and not others. There was a share from the spoils of war, and Nabi Sallallahu Wasallam gave it to some men and he didn't give to others. So Sa'ad Radiallahu Anhu, he said to the Prophet, وسلم, Ya Rasulullah, you gave to so and so, but you did not give anything to This person and he is a believer. These are the words of Sa'ad ibn Abu Waqqas. He's telling the Prophet ﷺ, you gave them, but this person here you didn't give him and he is a mu'min. And then the Prophet ﷺ said to Sa'ad, or a Muslim. Look, he differentiated. It's like he's correcting Sa'ad radiyallahu anhu. Regarding calling that man a mu'min, the Prophet said, or a Muslim, until Saad radiAllahu anhu repeated it three times, and then the Prophet Wasallam said, "I give to some men, and I leave those who are dearer to me." This was from the wisdom of the Prophet If some people's Islam was shaky. He would give them more and he will sacrifice giving them and not others because the ones he doesn't give, he knows they are firm in their religion. It doesn't matter if they don't receive. This is how the Prophet wasallam was. So the ones that he would win over, he would give them more. The ones he would want to win over, he will give them more, no problem. And the Sahaba anhum had no issue with this. So this hadith is one of the dalils that shows there is a difference between Islam and Iman. The next mas'ala is regarding Iman being something that increases and decreases. This is part of the aqidah of Ahlul sunnah wal-Jama'ah. We believe that Iman goes up and Iman goes down. And the Quran and the Sunnah have indicated to this in many verses and hadiths. For example, Allah Azza wa Jal says, imanam ma imanihim. So that they can increase in iman with their iman. Here Allah has mentioned the increase of iman. And Allah Azza wa Jal, He also says وَإِذَا تُلِيَتْ عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتُهُ زَادَتْهُمْ إِيمَانًا وَعَلَىٰ رَبِّهِمْ يَتَوَكَّلُونَ And when his verses are recited to them, meaning the believers, it increases them in iman. So there are many proofs, my brothers and sisters, that iman is something which goes up and it goes down. And the scholars have all from Ahlul sunnah mentioned That Iman increases due to obedience. When you perform good actions, your Iman goes up. And Iman goes down because of sins. Sometimes a person feels my Iman is low. It's because there is something up. There's a problem. There's sins the person is committing. But subhanAllah, when you do more ta'a, obedience to Allah, you naturally you find your Iman getting that boost. So Iman is something that goes up and down and this is a critical point with Ahlul sunnah and we'll see why. Because there are others who oppose this, who do not believe that Iman goes up or down. The next Mas'ala is the definition of Iman according to different sects. There are certain sects, my dear brothers and sisters, that came out in the past and they differed with Ahlul sunnah wal-Jama'ah regarding what is considered to be Iman. We mentioned with Ahlul sunnah Iman is made up of belief in the heart and actions of the heart and statements of the tongue and actions of the limbs. This is what Ahlul sunnah wal-Jama'ah have defined Iman to be. But you will see that there are certain sects who opposed Ahlul sunnah wal-Jama'ah on this point. The first group who opposed Ahlul sunnah wal-Jama'ah on this point are two sects who we put together. And they are the Khawarij and the Mu'tazila. The Khawarij and the Mu'tazila opposed Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah in what is Iman. They differed with Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah by saying that Iman is one complete thing which does not get divided nor does it have parts. So, according to the Khawarij and the Mu'tazila, Iman is one fixed thing, it doesn't get divided nor does it have parts. So what does this definition mean? You either have iman completely or you don't have it at all. This is what the Khawarij and the Mu'tazila believe. According to the Khawarij and the Mu'tazila, iman is to perform every obligation and to stay away from every haram. This is how they define the iman. They said Iman is to do everything Allah obligated and to stay away from everything which Allah Azza wa made haram. And they also said that sins do not mix with Iman. Sins do not mix with Iman. Rather sins eliminate and destroy Iman. Just as eating destroys your fasting. This is what they said. So, according to the Khawarij and the Mu'tazila, if some of your Iman disappears from sin, then all of it disappears. Can you see the difference between Ahlus? We believe Iman does divide because it goes up and down according to them no if you perform sins and start losing your iman you lose you lose it entirely cause iman is one fixed thing this is according to the khawarij and the mu'tazila and it is for that reason my brothers and sisters they claimed the khawarij and the mu'tazila they claim that whoever performs a major sin has lost his iman entirely. Whoever performs a major sin, has no iman at all. And then they differed regarding that person's position in the next life, which we will cover inshallah. The next group, who are on the opposite side of the scale, Of the Khawarij and the Mu'tazila. So we've got the Khawarij and the Mu'tazila on one side. You have Ahl-Sunnah wal-Jamaa, Jama'ah, the truth in the middle. On the complete opposite side of them is the Murji'ah. The Murji'ah are another deviated sect which came out with a corrupted understanding of Iman. And the Murji'ah themselves are groups. There is different groups of murji'ah And they are split into three categories regarding Iman The murji'ah themselves Are split into three categories regarding Iman The first Are the murji'ah Who say that Iman is belief in the heart only This is the first group of the murji'ah the ones who say Iman is nothing more than belief in the heart. So they do not include sayings, nor do they include actions. Iman is only belief in the heart. Some of this group also added some actions, like love, loving Allah Azza wa jal, and some of them did not add actions of the Ha at all. Some of them said, Iman is to know Allah, nothing else. They didn't even say, belief in the Ha. There is a group from the Murji'ah, who said, Iman is nothing more than Al-Ma'rifah, which is to know Allah. And that is the most extreme of them. And they are the Jahmiyyah. The Jahmiyyah are the ones who said this. According to this definition of Iman, Iblis and Quraysh were believers. Because they knew Allah. True Iblis the Shaytan, doesn't he know Allah? He knows Allah. So according to the Jahmiyyah, Iblis is a Mu'min. According to their definition Subhanallah So this category of Irja or the Murji'ah They are called The complete Murji'ah The ones who say Iman is only belief of the heart Nothing else Or the ones who said It's knowing Allah And they are the ones Who believe That sins do not affect iman. Look, this group of the murji'ah, they believe no matter what you commit from sins, it does not affect your iman. Because to them, actions has nothing to do with iman. And according to them, just like the khawarij, iman is a fixed thing. If you have it, you have it entirely And as long as you believe in Allah You are a complete believer This is the aqidah of the Murji'ah Or at least this category of the Murji'ah So they say Sins don't affect Iman Just like kufr does not benefit Iman Sins does not affect Iman Just like there is no reward in doing a good deed with kufr The way sins do not affect Iman Good deeds do not affect kufr So if a kafir does good deeds, he doesn't benefit from it Same thing, if a mu'min does a sin, it doesn't harm him this is their corrupted ideology. The second category of the murji'ah are the ones who say iman is only sayings of the tongue. Well بِاللَّهِ Even if you don't believe in your heart, as long as you say it on your tongue that's iman, and this definition of iman, this group of the murji'ah, the first people to say it were a sect known as the Karamiya. The Karamiyyah are a sect that came out early. And al Islam Ibn Taymiyyah, he said this definition of Iman, meaning that it's only sayings of the tongue. He said we don't know anyone who said it before them. They were the first ones to say this. And if you pay attention to this definition as well, it shows you the misguidance. Because according to this definition, if you don't believe in your heart, but you say it on your tongue, you're a complete mu'min. That means the hypocrites are believers. Because the hypocrites are kuffar in the heart, but they make Islam apparent. Once again, another evil definition of iman. So this is the second category of the murji'a. The third and the final category of the murji'a, and they are the least of them. Yani they're not as evil as the other two. Are the ones who believe that iman is belief in the heart and sayings of the tongue. This is a group from the murji'ah They say iman is saying of the tongue And belief of the heart So what they took away from iman is action That's where they differed with Ahl-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah Because Ahl-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah includes actions To be from iman Whereas this group And this group is known as Fuqaha. Murjiat al This group they they minus action from Iman. And they said Iman is sayings of the tongue and belief of the heart. Based on all of these sects and their definition of Iman, they all came up with a conclusion regarding. The name that we give to the major sinner. What do we call someone who commits major sins? And where is he in the next life? Because of these differences in iman, you have different opinions. For example, the khawarij call the major sinner a kafir. The one who commits major sins, according to the khawarij, They say he is a kafir, a disbeliever. His ruling in the dunya is a kafir. So in the dunya, they will say he is a kafir. And the laws of kufr apply on him. So his blood, his wealth is all halal. Regarding the akhirah, they say he will be in the hellfire forever. This is the haqidah of the Khawarij regarding the major sinner. So, according to the Khawarij, the major sinner number one, he is a disbeliever. Number two, we apply the rulings of kufr on him in the dunya. And number three, in the akhirah, he's in hellfire forever. That's. The belief of the Khawarij regarding the major sinner. The second group are the Mu'tazila, who we put in the same category as the Khawarij. The Mu'tazila differed with the Khawarij slightly. For example, regarding the major sinner, the Mu'tazila say they don't call him a kafir, they say he exits. The title of iman Meaning we don't call him a mu'min anymore But they say we also don't call him a kafir This is the mu'tazila They say the major sinner We don't call him a kafir The way the khawarij do But we also don't call him a mu'min So ahl-sunnah asked them, Okay then what is he? If he's not a muslim and he's not a kafir They innovated a third position. They said he's in a manzila bayna manzilatayn. He's in a position between the two. It's like he's stuck. He's not a Muslim and he's not a kafir. So what is he? He's in a position between the two. This position that there's no proof for it. You're either a Muslim or you're a kafir. There's no third position. But What did they agree with the khawarij on? He's in hellfire forever. So what's the difference what they call him? So it's like they're being righteous or God-fearing. No, 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 we don't say he's a kafir. No, no. The major sinner, we're not saying he's a kafir. But he's not a mu'min either. He's in a position between the two. But in the akhirah, they agreed with the khawarij. He's in hellfire forever. So it doesn't matter what they call him. Because they said he's in hellfire forever. The third group is the Murji'ah, my brothers and sisters. The ones who say Iman is in the heart, those categories we just covered. Regarding the major sinner, their view is he is a complete Mu'min. According to the Murji'ah, the major sinner is a complete Mu'min. Because we said they believe iman is fixed You either have it or you don't Just like the khawarij and the mu'tazila But they're on the extreme side of leniency So according to the murji'ah The one who commits zina And the one who doesn't commit zina out of fear of Allah Is exactly the same The one who drinks alcohol And the one who doesn't drink alcohol Are exactly the same Their iman is exactly the same. So they believe the major sinner is a complete mu'min. Because major sins does not affect iman. This is the aqidah of the murjia. What do they say about him in the next life? The major sinner. According to the murjia, he's in Jannah. No questions asked. Because he has iman in his heart. So he will be in paradise forever. And then my dear brothers and sisters, you have the truth. Which is the aqeedah of Ahlul Sunnah. Look how subhanallah, the deviant sect are on extreme sides. The khawarij said the major sinner is in hellfire forever. And the murjiah said he's in Jannah with no question. And then you have the truth, which is the mirror. Ahlul Sunnah Wal Jama'ah from the Salaf al Salih, and those who follow them, they said that even though actions are from Iman, they do not rule the one who commits a major sin to have left Iman completely. The one who commits major sin according to Ahlul Sunnah has not left Iman entirely because it is only shirk and kufr that takes a person out of the state of Iman entirely. So their view, the view of Ahlul sunnah regarding the major sinner, what do they call him? They don't call him a kafir, nor do they call him a complete mu'min. They say he is a mu'min asi. He's a believer sinner. Look at the justice. He's a believer who's a sinner. Or he's a mu'min fasiq. He's a believer who is a fasiq. Or they said, He's a believer with his iman and he's a fasiq with his major sins. Look at the justice of Ahl al-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah. So they do not remove him From the title of Iman completely Nor do they give him The title of a complete believer Because the one who does major sins His Iman Cannot be the same as the one who does not do major sins Their Iman must be different If you don't do zina, drink alcohol Lie, steal, cheat, out of fear of Allah and another Muslim does those things. your iman cannot be the same. Your iman is greater than his. There's no doubt about that. So this is what ahl Sunnah say. The major sinner, he is a believer with his iman, and he is a sinner with his sins. Such a beautiful definition, because that's what the proof indicates to. The verses and the hadith. Regarding the next life, what does Ahlul Sunnah believe about the major sinner? They say if he dies without repenting, without repenting from his major sins, then he is under Allah's will, under the Mashi'ah of Allah. And what does that mean? If Allah wants to forgive him, he will forgive him and grant him Jannah. And if Allah wants to punish him, he will punish him according to his sins. But they also believe if the major sinner gets punished in hellfire for not repenting from his sins, he will eventually exit hellfire and enter Jannah. This is the aqidah of Ahl-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah regarding the major sinner how we apply the laws on him, what we call him in the dunya, and where he is in the next life. And as you can see, it is the most just and perfect of the definitions from amongst all the deviant sects. And insha'Allah, in our next lesson, we will start with the sharh, the explanation of Kitab Al-Iman from Sahih Muslim. Wallahu A'lam, wa sallallahu wa sallam wa barak ala nabina Muhammad, this program was presented by Al Bayan Radio, the voice of al-Sunnah wal-Jama'a.